what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of in these quarantines i am your friendly neighborhood host juggernauts and let's jump right in shall we all right um a couple of days has passed um I, I was hoping to get another recording session with tim Dere, but unfortunately our schedule doesn't align and i don't want all the stories to um kind of fester for too long and become too stale as usual so this is going to be me solo again and um, i hope you guys can just tune in and enjoy it with me okay right off the bat <clears throat> the first topic i want to dive into is this we're kind of living in a current age of a lot of video games getting either tv or movie adaptations we have the hotline spitted last of us tv series coming in january next year which i'm i'm so hyped for because is hbo doing it is being produced or is being um written by the person i worked on writer of um, chernobyl the cast is incredible with pedro pascal and bella ramsley as joel and ellie respectively so in you know in light of that we, we know that a fallout series has been announced for amazon and i believe jonathan nolan and lisa joy are working on it and i mean these guys did a good job on um, you know, Westworld and some other great shows, even though Westworld kind of petered out at the end. Regardless, we have Assassin's Creed coming to, <coughs> sorry, we have Assassin's Creed coming to Netflix and I believe God of War is coming to Amazon as well. But anyway, that, that aside, um, kind of got news recently of uh, another potential video game adaptation, um, you know, live action adaptation in TV form coming to Netflix. And this has been ever since i played this game on xbox 360 the first part i've always imagined seeing this on the big screen um i always felt it'd be really expensive to do as a movie or as a tv show rather but as a movie you know you could, you could afford to spend the money get a um, high caliber cast and you know kind of do a good job with the good writing but regardless we've seen that in the past years tv has gotten really really more fleshed out well produced higher budgets are going out all the time with things like game of thrones house of dragon you know andor <clears throat> the mandalorian stranger things and what have you so in, in light of that um a gears of war live action tv series uh, sorry live action movie rather is coming to netflix um and it's also going to be accompanied with a with an animated movie now this is really good news for me because i love the gears of war world i played gears of war one two and three I played 4 but I never finished 4 unfortunately, uh, I didn't play Judgment and I've not played Gears of War 5. Um, I've read some of the books, um, I don't think there's been any animated movie or shorts, I don't think so. But regardless, I'm, I'm just obsessed with the world of Gears of War with the Cogs and Sarah fighting the, the Locust Horde and Lambent and things like that. Um, of course, you know, it has this machismo, brotherhood, um, bravado driven narrative with you know, brothers in arms going against insurmountable orders, trying to overcome hordes of enemies and things like that. Um, now, of course, the, the question on everybody's mind would probably be the casting, right? And I've always had my fun casting because just as of yesterday or day before yesterday, um, Dave Batista himself, who was a popular fan favorite in my opinion, uh, was kind of, um, he uploaded a video of himself wearing, you know, the, the coalition suits, you know, the armor that the coalition soldiers were and he was like said i think it's something about it's about fucking time or something like that but i think the video got taken anyway he's obviously campaigning for the role and i'm definitely on board with that my personal fan casting has always been this um um because the artist in the past year has actually proven himself to be an incredible actor he has actually improved over the years just like john cena and um, the rock i always saw him as marcus phoenix 
Then I was dumb. I've always thought Dunk would be played by Vilma Voladrama. He the guy that he was first in, you know, um that seventy show and he, he was also the host of the Yo Mama show. He just probably has to bulk up a little bit more. It could be either, either him or Jay Hernandez, who's a fantastic actor too. He was in um Suicide Squad, although I've talked about David A.S. Suicide Squad, you, you won't recognize him much because he had a lot of tattoos. He was he was Diablo, the guy with the tattoos. He was also in like, the expanse. He's been a lot of really great stuff. <clears throat> Then for Bird, I could see Johnson playing Bird easily, man. I mean, he obviously has the size already, you know, and Johnson has shown a lot of acting range, both with Peacemaker and a lot of other movies he has done. Uh, and then for Cole, I mean, look, the first time I saw Cole um, in the Games of War game, the first person I thought of was Terry Crews, <laughs> nobody else. Seriously, he just reeks of Terry Crews to me. Anyway, that's besides the point. I'm just excited that I'm going ahead with this. Netflix um, track record has actually, uh, I wouldn't say mixed to be honest, because it's be kind of a disservice. They've had a lot of great stuff, especially with video game adaptations from Arcane to Castlevania. And um, I haven't seen Dragon's Dogma, I think I've heard good things about it, you know. And uh, they have Dragon's Age coming out, Dragon Age, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Of course, those are all animation, to be honest. But I think they've been able to do a good job with that, and I'm hoping they can translate that wonderfully into live action. I personally would have probably thought, um, probably preferred the Gears of War, <coughs> sorry, the Gears of War show, um, or movie rather, to have been animated, in my opinion. I think, you know, you have more liberties, uh, you can get more creative, you're not bogged down by huge VFX tasks and things like that. Like, I, don't, I don't want a situation where they'll spend $200 million on this movie, live action, and then it comes out on Netflix, doesn't get a threat car run, you know, so he loses money automatically and things like that. But regardless, I'm so excited to see it. And let me know what you guys think. What do you think of my fan casting for the main cast? And uh, are you excited for a Gears of War movie? Did you ever play the video games? Let me know what you think in the comment sections below. Alright, moving on. Um, okay, so we know that the Percy Jackson TV series is coming already. Um, Walker Scobell. He he was he was in um, the movie with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. The Adam Project, yeah. We know he's playing Percy, Percy Jackson. We got the casting of Edge, which was pretty surprising out for me. Playing Ares. Now we've got a, another addition to the cast in the sense in the likes of Lane Manuel and Miranda, who is I mean look, he's currently like the god of, of musical theater right now. Of course he was, he shot the film with Hamilton. Um, he did, uh, I believe he, I, I don't know if he directed or wrote in the Heights. Um, you know, he, he has worked on a lot of other incredible um, musicals. Um, he has done live action, like he has done, you know, non-musical roles. Of course, he was in the Mary Poppins movie with uh, Emily uh, Blunt, which I haven't seen, but I heard his performance was okay. I, I kind of enjoyed him in um, the his Dark Materials. I didn't think he was like incredible or anything, but I thought it was alright. But I've always loved his musical background anyway. But anyway, he's, he's been cast to play Hermes, which I'm not going to lie, I don't know how I feel about that yet because, like I said, I know Lin-Manuel Miranda more for his musical background and talent. And I know he's a good actor, I mean, I've seen him, but I just don't know his range. So I'm curious to see what he does because I know it's not going to be a blank performance, but I hope to be really blown away by his performance regardless. So let me know what you guys think. I'm really excited for this. For, I'm really excited for the Percy Jackson TV series because unlike the movies that were just uh, horrible, and this is not just me saying that because you know I grew up on the books. The movies are legit, just not well done or well directed. 
I mean, I, uh, and it was always funny to see Rick Riordan, and the author of the book, just slam on them. But to see him more involved with this TV series gets me more excited. Um, with Disney Plus, I've liked a lot of their stuff. I won't, uh, to be honest, yeah, they've had some duds like um, Obi Wan and Boba Fett, but The Mandalorian was awesome. Ando is just, oh god, I can't wait for the last two episodes. Ando is just beyond awesome, you know. So I'm looking forward to what they want to do with the Percy Jackson TV series, and I'm curious to see what Lee Manuel Miranda does. Let me know what you guys think about that, anyway. All right, moving on. Let's just move on. Um, now, HBO's Dune was a really massive surprise for me because I was excited for the movie because of the fact that Denis Villeneuve was directing. Uh, the Dune books, I read, I read the first two books a very long time ago, but I still understood most of the story. Um, I always loved the world of Dune. I mean, Dune was responsible for inspiring a lot of other fan fiction that we have till today, Star Wars being one of them. So, um, when the movie dropped last year, I was I was a bit trepidatious because I was like really worried. I had faith in Dennis Villeneuve's work and capability as a director, obviously. But I was worried because of the fact that you know the movie was dropping um, same day day and date release that was coming out on HBO Max and the cinema at the same time which was a very stupid move by the former you know um, team of Warner Brothers the former heads of Warner Brothers which thankfully they've cancelled now but the good thing for Dune was that when the first movie dropped um, it came out a month f- I am um, it came out a month in before the American release in Europe so it had time to, re- to make up a lot of money before dropping in the US market on HBO Max and the cinemas so yeah, I think it was still profitable Anyway, I really liked the movie. I thought the performance was solid from Timothy Chalamet to um, Oscar Isaac, you know, to Happy About Dan, Rebecca Ferguson, George Brolin, and what have you. Now, we know that the sequel is coming already. I believe it's, coming, it's dropping next year. But then again, what a lot of people might not know as well is the fact that there's a TV series in the works and it's going to be called Dune the Sisterhood, which is going to follow the Bene Gesserit, which were this, you know, the, this cult of. Kind of female psychics you guys remember that were always cloaked the ones that were involved with the machinations of setting up involved with the political machinations behind the scenes of setting up the atreides family and things like that so this i believe is going to be a prequel that kind of dates back to show how they've been influencing you know certain major pivotal things in the universe of dune and i'm really excited to see what they do with this but what is what makes me bring up this news is the fact that we have our first cast in the movie we don't know you know who's gonna play or whatever but travels female who, who, which, you might not be familiar with the name but i assure you that you are familiar with the character he plays he played on vikings which was latna um, ragnar lothbrook now i'm really excited to see what they do with this because i said i love the world of dune the cinematography was super crisp the there was a tangibility and very very similitude to the world itself it felt like you could they filmed it on an actual you know planet so I'm curious to see what they do, and the story was great as well, so I'm curious to see what they do with the Dune TV series. But let me know what you guys think about it, if you care, care for it or not. Alright, <clears throat> Sean Levy has, has actually grown, he's one of those directors that really knows, he has kind of Spielbergian aesthetic to him that I can't really touch, um, I can't really explain, in the sense that he knows how to mix kind of family things with action and with adventure in a very, very nice way. Um, Real Steel with Hugh Jackman was, man, that was one of my favorite movies for the longest time when it came out. Um, he did a good job with um, Free Guy. I, I, I really had low expectations for that movie because I wasn't sure that he was just going to mock the whole video game industry without actually doing something sublime with it, but they, they you know, did a good job. 
Um, the Adam Project was not a great movie, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and I love his direction of it. And now we know he has already been tapped to direct the third Deadpool movie. But <laughs> once again, Lucas Films comes out with another announcement. I, I don't know if this is, was announced or, or if it's in, or if it's um, rumored, but we kind of have news and reports that the, that Sean Levy. He also produces um, Stranger Things. He's apparently tapped to direct a Star Wars film. Now, the reason why this doesn't get me too excited is because, I mean, we've seen what Lucas have been doing in the past with a lot of art directors that they announced that they're directing stuff for them, and then nothing comes to fruition. All the way from Josh Trank, Ryan Johnson, Taika Waititi, who's just way too busy right now. You know, a lot of other directors, I do remember, of course, we even had the... Um, Patty Jenkins' movie with Rogue Squadron kind of put on the hold indefinitely. So I don't really know how true this would be. You know, Lucas Films has the habit of announcing projects before they actually get everything in order and then it eventually falls out, which is unfortunate. But I think Sean Levy's style works very well for his kind of more family oriented Star Wars film. And I hope he does direct it. I'm just curious to see what he does with Deadpool because I don't think he has done anything R-rated, not to my knowledge anyway. Um, but I'm curious. Okay, well, Stranger Things has a lot of uh, has a lot of you know high you know high violence, I guess. And it's pretty it's pretty R-rated. Well, like I said, he's more of a, I think showrunner of that or a producer. But to direct a full-fledged R-rated movie in Deadpool three, I'm curious to see what he does. But let me know what you guys think about this. Do you really think he's going to direct a Star Wars movie? Because Lucas Films has this habit of just Whenever someone, a director, becomes hot, you know, Josh Trunk got hot from his Chronicle direction debut. <clears throat> um, Ryan Johnson came off the back of Knives Out. Um, Takawai Titi, obviously, um, had done Jojo Rabbit and other things. And to, so Lucas Art or Lucas Films get, get overly excited and want to snatch these guys without actually working out a schedule or a plan. And then they announce it prematurely, and then these guys probably become maybe they have creative differences. Or they realize like you know their schedule won't allow them to direct the movies and then it falls apart. So I really hope it's not the same case with Sean Levy. But I'll be curious to see what he does with the Star Wars film. Alright, moving on. Uh, I guess the last topic for today. Now, Andor really, really surprised me. I was cautious of the music about it because I liked Rogue One and I liked the fact that it was Tony Gilroy that was you know running the show and all. But I was still a bit trepidatious because of you know I really didn't like the, I, I didn't like the what I got from Boba Fett and um, Obi-Wan, but Andor is phenomenal. If the last two episodes manage to keep the momentum and top it, it's going to be my favorite show of the year, undoubtedly. The last episode 10 was incredible, and the circuses, um, Kino's character's um, speech was hair raising. Stellan Skarsgård's character, that's uh, Luthen, his own like his monologue was born chilling. The whole thing about seeing a sunless future, and it was just incredible. Also, actually, I'm going to try and memorize that entire monologue because it's just a great monologue. But anyway, we know that one of the next future projects coming is called the Acolyte. We still don't have a lot of information on it, other than the sad fight that I think it's going to focus more on the world of the Sith and the dark side of the Force, which I think is going to be very, very intriguing because one thing Ando is doing right is that even the bad guys, the so-called Empire, they are, they, they are showing kind of the domestic side of them. To the, so you understand that these are people with strong convictions that believe in their job. They believe they are the good guys. They believe they are bringing order. So I love when the movie does a good job of, of showing the gray areas of both the villain and the hero. Where heroes are pushed to do extreme measures and why villains are actually, you know, strong, um, what do you call it? They have kind of obsessed with their, with their conviction and believe they are the good guys. 
So if they can do something like that with Aqualite, I'll be excited. Now, first of all, we already had a, a casting before in, in the in someone in Mary Elizabeth Winstead. We don't know what character she's playing. Then Amanda Stelberg was also announced. You will know her from Thug, the hate you give. Now we have two new castings in in the form of the first one is I mean one I mean she's just you know I mean this person is close to my heart Trinity in, in the Matrix great you know Canadian actress Carrie Ann Moss she was also great in Jessica Jones as Jerry Hogarth so we have Carrie Ann Moss has been confirmed to join the cast of the Acolytes and also Lee Jung Jae that was the lead character the lead actor from Squid Games and his performance in Squid Games was just incredible. Uh, I don't obviously seen anything I'd done before then because I, I'm not that familiar with Korean movies, but that was a really really good performance he gave. So with these two, these guys are top of the card, top of their craft. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. I just hope that the story itself and the writing is strong enough to give them kind of you know, that, that that leeway to show their acting chops because. I don't want it to be really sad if the story and the script does them a disservice. But let me know what you guys think about the Acolyte. Um, are you following Andor? If you aren't, I think you should. Um, I, are you excited for the Acolyte or, or you just don't care? I have some friends that have tapped out out of the Star Wars TV series and I understand why. Um, you know, But some of them have come back because of Andor and I really hope... Look, I don't need every Star Wars TV show to be like Andor, exactly like Andor. It has to be a political thriller or whatever. But I need it to have good writing and that's all. The writing Andor is just impeccable. It's just so brilliant, you know, from the art, the, 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 even the art direction, this, this, the, 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 the design, you know, the design, um, the set designs, I mean, the performances, it's just, everything is just stellar, man. And I really hope you get to see more of that. So let me know what you guys think about the Aqualites. What do you think about Karian Morse? Are you a fan of her? What do you think about <coughs> um, Lee Jong Jae as well? Um, let me know in the comment sections or you know any other form or method you can and um, yeah till next time guys stay safe and stay tuned